going out for a night with friends is almost always fun, especially if you really enjoy their company. Every year, new people reach the legal drinking age and celebrate accordingly. It is generally met with revelry, excitement, and some fairly silly memories. But that isn't always the case. Sometimes, a night of drinking can turn into a horrible tragedy, and all that it takes is one wrong person behind the wheel of a car. My name is Brianne, and I'm the host and creator of Among the Dirt and Trees, a show where we explore true crime cases that occur out in nature. In today's episode, we're going to step outside of what is traditionally deemed true crime to discuss the tragic murder of Sydney Waller, a 21-year-old young woman who died as a result of complications after she was submerged underwater in an overturned vehicle and abandoned by her friend. Crimes of this nature are not something that true crime generally covers, and I'm not really sure why other than the fact that it doesn't always have that movie sparkle to it. We tend to look for things that are really dramatic, and we've kind of normalized this. I think true crime tends to go for disturbing cases like murders and rapes and abductions, but I think that you'll find as we go along that this case has plenty of disturbing details. and so do a lot of the other ones. Really though, the most disturbing part is the fact that crimes of this nature are more common than anyone wants to admit. Sometimes I feel like people treat these cases as more of a tragedy than an actual crime, but as you'll learn, that really isn't the case. Our criminal in this case, who was only 21 years old at the time, was charged with gross vehicular manslaughter, second-degree murder, driving under the influence, and a hit-and-run. And because this is an avoidable crime, I'm kind of breaking one of my rules with this one. This crime was committed in March of this year, and it's technically still ongoing. Before we get too far into it, I do just want to say something that I feel like needs to be said because it is kind of an unusual case. I am not at all against drinking. This isn't a personal crime for me, and I have no particular opinions about this crime other than the general fact that it is a crime, and I do think that it should be treated like one. Like many of you, I love a good beer or a nice cocktail, but... What I don't like is people getting behind the wheel of a car when they've been drinking. So, let's talk through what happened. On March 4th, Jennifer Ray Xavier and Sydney Waller headed out for a night of fun. The two girls went out, they had plenty of drinks, and eventually decided to return home or go to a secondary location. Jennifer was the driver for the evening, but she did not think that it was prudent to limit her alcohol consumption. Instead, she hopped in the car with Sydney and started driving to their next destination. Several events would transpire following this decision. One of the most disturbing parts of this case was the text message records from Sydney while she was sitting in the car. 
The court records show that Sydney texted her friend the following message. It read, Jenny drank so much, she almost ran into five cars. Please pray. Reading that, I can't imagine how her family and friends felt when they learned it. Clearly, Jenny was in no state to drive, and Sydney was obviously pretty worried about it. But what got me about it was just how normal of a message it was without that specific context. It's, as we all know, really common for people to say things like, please pray or pray for me, without any actual religious context. Right? I'm not religious in the slightest, but like plenty of other millennials and Gen Z folks out there, I'm really quick to use this phrase. Like, ordering a sandwich at a new place, please pray for me. And a part of me wonders if Sydney actually meant it to be that lighthearted, because I know that a lot of people would have. At 21, you don't think something bad is going to happen to you. You're just kind of like, whoa, new experience. Being a human being is wild. <laughs> Obviously, we know that this knight didn't care about age. As far as I can tell, following this message, no one else heard from Sydney again. But there was another message that Sydney sent out from the car, and it was very damning. It stated, that Jennifer Xavier also took a Xanax. And I don't think that I need to explain why this was a bad decision, but let's explore it anyway. As I'm sure you all know, Xanax is a brand name prescription drug. It is used to treat anxiety, panic disorders, and a few other odds and ends. Most of us know it from personal experience or because movies love to normalize powerful women demanding it when tensions would get too high. But like alcohol, it is a depressant. Alone, it can cause a sedative effect, making people feel very relaxed. But it can also make people kind of hostile in some cases. These drugs do interact with people's bodies differently. I don't know if Xavier had a prescription for this drug. I know a lot of people take it recreationally. And I know that it is illegal to drive after you've taken it, even if you haven't been drinking. So, already, huge problems. Hurling down the road under multiple influences in a BMW, Xavier was estimated by witnesses to be traveling at about 110 miles per hour. Suddenly, she swerved across several lanes of traffic, ultimately flying off the road and into a nearby creek. The car landed upside down. Sydney Waller remained trapped in the vehicle upside down until firemen arrived to rescue her from it. She drowned by clinical standards and sustained a severe head injury, but... Miraculously, she was alive when they took her to the hospital. Unfortunately, three days later, she died from the brain damage caused by the lack of oxygen and blunt force trauma. Now, you are probably wondering where Jennifer Xavier was during all of this. As you might expect, 
she wasn't in the car. After the crash, Jennifer crawled out of the car, leaving her friend behind. She made her way to the road and managed to flag down a car. She was soaking wet, and the couple in the car offered to take her home. There was just one problem. Xavier was too drunk to even remember where she lived. So, the couple took her to their home and called the police. And when police arrived, they didn't know about the car crash yet, at least not the responding officers. From what I can tell, she was taken home, and she woke up the next morning unable to remember what happened to her car or her friend. She even went to Sydney's apartment looking for her two days later, and Sydney's other friends were searching for her too. No one knew what happened. Jennifer Xavier, a young woman who was attending the local college and who worked in childcare, was investigated for months before she was formally charged. This summer, she pled not guilty, with her lawyer insisting that she should just be put in a recovery program rather than ruin her life despite the fact that she ruined someone else's. And I think we can all agree that she's actually really lucky that there was only one victim at all. As of right now, she is being held in a detention facility waiting to see what is in store for her future. While her legal team is hoping for the best, The texts in her phone discovered by police that proved that it wasn't her first time driving drunk will certainly work against her. This isn't your typical murder, and I know that. I don't think that she intended to harm her friend or anybody else, but she did. I do think that this is a terrible tragedy, affecting two young women, but as uncomfortable as it makes some people, this is a crime, and it's one that can ruin multiple lives. So, I don't think that it needs to be said, but don't drink and drive. And for all of my fellow legal recreational cannabis users, don't get high and drive either. Use a rideshare service or just do it at home. Drinking out is expensive anyway. What I do know is that you will never regret choosing not to drive. My heart goes out to these two young women and their families because absolutely no part of coping with this is going to be easy. This was an avoidable tragedy, and I think that makes it so much worse. I'm including the link to Sydney's family's GoFundMe, where you can donate to help them cover the costs of Sydney's medical bills. So, if you want to talk about the effects of drinking on the human body, the complexities of survivor's guilt, or just how bad hangovers get when you get too close to your 30s, feel free to contact me on Twitter or Instagram using the tag at datpod. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.